Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I want to give you a sneak peek inside something that many of you are not familiar with, and that is our Nutrition Fundamentals course. Every day I get questions from people who are like, I just want a simple overview of the things that I need to most know and understand about nutrition, because there's so much information, or they'll say, You've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes of the podcast and the nutrition information is sprinkled all over the place and I get it. (laughs) It is everywhere on the podcast. It is tough to synthesize it, which is why last summer we launched the Nutrition Fundamentals course. And in that, you're going to find a kind of fundamental overview of nutrition and we're going to walk through the role of hormones and what we can do about it all of the macronutrients, so carbohydrates, fat, protein, and then I give you additional resources on all of those things if you're looking for podcasts that that also cover those topics or um, other, other books that I recommend. We talk about fasting. We also talk about micronutrients, micronutrients, and we go into omega-3s, probiotics, uh, vitamin D, as well as magnesium. And uh, magnesium is one of my favorite ones to talk about because it is the most wide-reaching, well, probiotics as well. But magnesium I love to talk about because a lot of people don't know much about it. And we've talked about magnesium on the show before, but it's been a couple of years This information on magnesium is one of many, many things you'll find inside the Nutrition Fundamentals course. Uh, So if you want to learn more about that, I will link it up in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 750, primalpotential.com forward slash 750, or you can just go to primalpotential.com and check out the work with me tab. Um, So if you go there, you'll find a little header that says work with me and all of the different ways that you can team up with us are there, including nutrition fundamentals. Okay, let's talk about magnesium. The primary reason that I get excited about this is because magnesium, which is a mineral, is required for over 300 different processes in the body. When we talk about being deficient in magnesium, it's a really big deal because think about it. That is 300 different processes in the body that either can't happen or can't happen as intended when you don't have enough magnesium in your system. And here's the deal, guys. About half of all Americans are deficient in magnesium. 
Sometimes life feels hard, whether that is sleeping feels hard, or having enough energy feels hard, or cravings feel hard, or brain fog feels hard. And it's not just this is the way it is, it's because our body is sending us a signal that we can't interpret. And in this case, that signal could be that you are not getting enough magnesium. That's why I wanted to dive into this. That's why it is one of the micronutrients specifically looked at in the Nutrition Fundamentals course, right? It can be a lot easier. It could be a lot easier. And it's not like all of these 300 processes are in the same area of your body, the same type of function. Not at all. Magnesium plays a critical role in sleep, in cellular health, in blood pressure regulation, bone health, metabolism, mood regulation. In fact, magnesium is required for metabolism. And I want to take a quick second and break down what we really mean when we say metabolism. A lot of people think that metabolism and weight management are kind of synonymous, right? Good metabolism, good ability to manage your weight, bad metabolism, bad ability to manage your weight. But that's not really what it means when we say metabolism. If we wanted to simplify it, Metabolism is energy, right? Metabolism is energy and energy is everything, absolutely everything. Because metabolism is essentially the process of generating energy so that you can live and operate, so that you feel alert. And sometimes that energy comes from the food that we eat as we eat it, but metabolism is the process of extracting that energy so your body can use it. And sometimes that energy comes from stored fuel. That could be glycogen in your muscles or in your liver. That could be fat on your hips or your thighs. But metabolism is the process of extracting the energy that is otherwise not able to be accessed, right? So if you have low energy, your metabolism is likely not operating at its peak. Now, sure, you could have low energy because you didn't sleep well last night, but ultimately your body is intended to respond to that and to be able to extract energy from wherever it needs to get that energy so that you thrive. Things that you feel as well as things that you don't feel require this energy that is extracted and that is what your metabolism is. The energy currency of our body is ATP, right? You might be kind of journeying with me back to middle school here where we talk about ATP, the energy currency of the body manufactured in the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of every cell, right? ATP is like, you know, when we talk about money, we talk about dollars, right? That's the currency. When we talk about energy, the currency is ATP or adenosine triphosphate, but that doesn't matter as much today. Here's what a lot of people don't know about ATP, the energy currency of our body, what is required for energy, whether that is the energy we feel or the energy needed to keep our heart pumping. In order 
For ATP to be active in the body, it must be bound to magnesium. Magnesium. When we say ATP or when you read ATP in some, whether it's a nutrition book or it's a textbook, what they really are referring to is mag ATP or magnesium ATP. Without magnesium, you cannot have the active form of ATP, which requires magnesium. So if you are even slightly deficient in magnesium, guess what? Your energy production is impaired. And when I say energy production, I'm going to keep coming back to this. That doesn't just mean how you feel. It means the, the juice that your body needs for everything, for your legs to move, for your eyes to blink, for your heart to beat, and on and on and on and on, right? So in order for you to generate energy, right, because ATP comes from within the cell, we have to have healthy functioning mitochondria. All of this happens in this organelle called the mitochondria. And it's not just that ATP has to be bound to magnesium. That's only one piece of this really beautifully complex puzzle. Magnesium controls the permeability of your mitochondria. So in order for ATP to be produced in the mitochondria, the raw materials needed to make that reaction happen have to be able to flow in and out of the mitochondria. And we have to make sure that the wrong materials don't flow in and out of the mitochondria. So that permeability or what can get through and what can't is really important for the mitochondria to be able to do their job. What controls that access? Magnesium. Magnesium. If you lack magnesium, mitochondrial function is impaired, so energy is impaired, so metabolism is impaired, so you do not have enough of this ATP, this energy currency of the body. But it's not just energy and it's not just metabolism, though those are two huge things that basically influence every part of how our body works and how our body feels. Magnesium is also required for blood clotting and for nerve function. It's required for heart rhythm, memory, focus. Magnesium is required for detox, removing heavy metals and toxins. It has a calming effect on the nervous system, right? Magnesium has a big role in um, our ability to manufacture dopamine. Dopamine is that calming neurotransmitter. If you are deficient in magnesium, guess what? You can't come down off of stress as efficiently because you're impaired in your ability to manufacture dopamine. Also, have you ever heard of glutathione? Glutathione is uh, basically the body's biggest protector. It is our most powerful antioxidant. It needs magnesium in order to be manufactured. Without magnesium, you cannot produce glutathione, this most powerful protective antioxidant in our bodies. If we don't have enough magnesium, that will alter the electrical activity in our brain. It will impair sleep. Magnesium also has a huge role in insulin sensitivity. All right. And I know we talk about metabolism and then we lump everything together, but this is multifactorial, which is 
really important to understand because when you're deficient in this one thing, it's not that just one thing is impaired, okay, so I have less energy. No, it is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things in your body that are thrown off kilter. So let's look at the insulin sensitivity piece of it a little bit more closely. Magnesium plays a part in controlling your glucose and insulin balance because magnesium is required to activate this enzyme that basically allows your insulin receptors to work. So on our cells, we have these these kind of catch points for insulin. And the only way that sugar can flow in and out of the cell as needed to control blood sugar, to help with weight management, the only way that it can flow in and out is if our insulin receptors are working. Otherwise, what happens? When they don't respond, what happens? We have insulin resistance. If our cells are not responding to the presence of insulin, then the body produces more insulin, and that is insulin resistance, which can be type 2 diabetes or a precursor, a step along the way to developing type 2 diabetes. Well, magnesium is required to activate this enzyme, and the enzyme, for those of you science geeks out there who want to know, the enzyme is called tyrosine kinase. And tyrosine kinase ensures that our insulin receptors work. So if you don't have enough magnesium, you can't activate this enzyme that ensures that your insulin receptors work. This is why a lot of people experience carbohydrate sensitivity, why a lot of people experience insulin resistance. While there are many, many factors at play when it comes to something like insulin resistance or carb sensitivity, magnesium is one of them. Here's the other thing, and I mentioned this a couple minutes ago. Magnesium is required for cortisol metabolism. Cortisol is one of our stress hormones, right? In order for our bodies to excrete cortisol so that it doesn't build up in our system, we have to be able to metabolize it, to break it down. What is required for that to happen? Magnesium. If you do not have enough magnesium in your diet, then you are not going to be able to metabolize that cortisol and basically you stay keyed up for longer. It's one of the reasons, and there are many, it's one of the reasons that magnesium deficiency is associated with anxiety because magnesium is required for the metabolism of that stress hormone cortisol. So let's talk about some signs of deficiency. Trouble sleeping, insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, bone issues, osteoporosis, something like that, heart disease, asthma. When we look at the downstream impact of magnesium deficiency, we're talking about anxiety, we're talking about cancer, we're talking about inflammatory diseases, circulatory diseases. The other thing that gets worse when we are deficient in magnesium is actually our PMS symptoms. And I'll tell you why. And this is, um, this is something that I love to share with people, especially people who feel like, I just feel like I've been hit by a bus when I get my period and I want to eat everything in sight. Estrogen increases the usage of magnesium. So it's almost like estrogen increases our need for magnesium 
And that is one of the reasons it basically creates a deficiency at certain times of our cycle. That is one of the reasons that women often crave chocolate because chocolate is a source of magnesium. Good news for everybody out there who likes chocolate. And it's also one of the reasons that women often get headaches when they have their period. And that is because, or right before, because that that estrogen phase where estrogen is increased, we're using more magnesium. So we're depleting magnesium. We're almost creating a deficiency in some cases if we don't have plenty of it in our systems. And we experience that as many things. But for some people, that's chocolate cravings or headaches. There are a lot of different things that actually increase your need for magnesium. So while... The government loves to say things like, everybody needs to get this much of this nutrient. The fact is, there are certain things that actually increase our need, and that is very, very true with magnesium. So phosphates, phosphates, which are found very commonly in soda, but also found in processed foods, they bind to magnesium and they make it unusable. They make it unavailable. So if you are somebody who regularly eats processed foods or drinks soda or anything else that has phosphates in it, you have a much higher need for magnesium because those phosphates are going to bind to magnesium and basically make it unavailable, ineffective. Sugar increases your urinary excretion of magnesium. So if you eat sugar on the regular, you have an increased need for magnesium. The same thing is true with both caffeine and alcohol. Caffeine and alcohol increase your body's excretion rates of magnesium. So if you regularly consume caffeine or alcohol, you have an increased need for magnesium. Strength training increases your need for magnesium, as does stress and thyroid issues, okay? Common common kind of warning signs that your body might be low in magnesium are going to be things like constipation, trouble sleeping, loss of appetite, feeling really tired, cramping, right? Muscle cramping, restless leg syndrome, migraines, high blood pressure. Now here's the deal. You might be thinking like, oh, I'm just going to ask my doctor to like do a test and tell me if I'm deficient in magnesium. Here's the problem with that. When we test our blood for magnesium, it's not a reliable indicator because only about 1% of your body's total magnesium is in your blood. The rest of it, like 99% of the magnesium in your body is in your blood, or I'm sorry, in your bone and your muscle. So why are we not getting enough, right? Why are we not getting enough? There are a lot of different reasons. One of them, most obviously, is just not a diverse diet, not a consistently healthy diet. But there are a lot of other factors at play here, and I don't want to just blame it on nutrition intake because I know there are a lot of people that eat really well really consistently, and that doesn't mean you're off the hook for magnesium deficiency, all right? So soil depletion, which comes from a couple of different things. Our soil is just not as nutrient-dense as it was 50 years ago. And a lot of that has to do with the speed of production, and they're not giving soil time to regenerate. The way it used to be done 
long before, you know, grocery stores where you could buy anything all year long, seasons would come and they would cycle different crops in and out and they would give certain areas time to rest, maybe even a year sometimes more, so that that soil could kind of build up its nutrient stores again. They don't do that as much now. So there are fewer nutrients in our soil for the foods, the fruits and vegetables that we grow to to take up. The other piece of it is we are harvesting our food more quickly. Meaning if something used to grow over a period of two months. It might be harvested now at one month and maybe it's given um, different hormones to accelerate its growth or it's under different conditions with artificial light to accelerate its growth because these farmers want to make more money, right? So less time overall in the ground or on the tree means less time overall to absorb these nutrients. And then there's the obvious thing, like we just, a lot of us don't have a lot of variety in our diet. But here's the other piece of it. Only about 30 to 50% of the magnesium we consume is actually absorbed. So sometimes people will say like, oh, no, 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 I know. I make sure I have dark chocolate every single day and I take a multivitamin. Well, just know that generally speaking, only about 30 to 50% of the magnesium that we consume is absorbed. So let's talk about what we can do. What are some food sources of magnesium? And then supplementation, what should, we be, what should we be looking for? So magnesium is found more in plant products than it is in animal products. You're gonna find it in leafy greens, which is great because we find lots of other nutrients in there that we wanna get. So leafy greens, avocado, dark chocolate, nuts and seeds, but we're not going to find it too much in those animal foods. So leafy greens, avocado, dark chocolate, nuts and seeds, those are going to be good food sources. Then there's the supplement side of things. But magnesium is not magnesium is not magnesium is not magnesium, right? There are many different forms of magnesium and they do different things. We get this really easily when it comes to vitamins, right? We don't just say like, yeah, I take vitamin B. Because most of us know that there's B6, which is different from B12, which is different from B1 and B2 and B3, right? And they all do different things. The same is true with magnesium. A lot of people who have supplemented with magnesium tell me, I'm never doing, doing that again because it gave me diarrhea. And it was bad. It was a laxative. True. There are forms of magnesium that act as a laxative, but not all forms of magnesium act as a laxative. So magnesium sulfate, magnesium hydroxide, magnesium citrate, those are going to have laxative effects. A lot of times when you look at a supplement, it's going to be mag citrate. That is a laxative. (laughs) And if you need that, right, if you're really constipated, that's good to know. But if you're not looking to have a laxative effect, then I would steer clear of those forms or at least really start with a very low amount of that. So mag sulfate, mag hydroxide, mag citrate, those are going to be laxatives. The other thing to consider is 
What do you want it for? What do you want it for? A lot of people are like, I don't know. I just want to make sure I'm getting enough. But when we talk about all the different things that magnesium touches, so we talk about metabolism or we talk about bone health or we talk about anxiety or something like that, that matters. So for somebody, for example, who struggles coming down off of stress and they feel like they get keyed up and then they stay keyed up and they're anxious all the time, well, then something like magnesium taurate, which is a combination of magnesium and the amino acid taurine, is going to be really good for relaxation. Magnesium glycinate, magnesium threonate, as well as um, dimagnesium malate, those are going to be really great for bioavailability and absorption. I'm going to say that again. Magnesium glycinate, magnesium threonate, and dimagnesium malate are going to be really good for bioavailability and absorption. Because remember, we said only about 30 to 50% is bioavailable. So we want to take forms that are more bioavailable. We also talked about how magnesium is really great for detox, which is one of my priorities, right? I really want to make sure because I've had estrogen dominance in the past, because I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I want to make sure that the the detox side of things from magnesium's function standpoint is really dialed up for me. And that's why I personally do the dimagnesium malate. In addition to that, um, malic acid crosses the blood-brain barrier And the cool thing about that is because of the detox effect, aluminum that builds up in the brain and can be a a big factor in any kind of like cognitive decline, this is really powerful because when when the magnesium and the malic acid, dimagnesium malate, gets into the brain, it can detox heavy metal buildup in the brain. So that's one of the reasons that... uh, I take the dimagnesium malate, and that's not all it does, right? It does many of the other things that magnesiums do as a whole, energy production, metabolism, nervous system function, all of that. But if I had to make recommendations, I would be saying, first, know kind of what you want. Like, I know I want detox. You might know you want detox and relaxation, The magnesium taurate is going to be great for that stress response, that anxiety response. And then the most bioavailable forms are going to be your glycinate, threonate, dimagnesium malate. Um, I don't want to say like you should take this because it comes down to what your need is, but I'm happy to share what I take. I take it as a multivitamin, right? So I don't take a specific magnesium supplement. However, I will if I've had an intense workout or I am having a lot of muscle cramping, I'll take like a teaspoon of powdered magnesium and mix it up like in my protein shake that I usually have during the day. Um, So knowing the different functions and things like that can be a good indicator of what would be best for you. But I'll also link up the multivitamin that I take for anybody who's curious. But please don't be like, oh, I'm just going to take what Elizabeth takes. I don't want that to be the reaction at all. I want you to give some thought to, hey, actually, I have chronic constipation. So one of these that has more of a laxative effect would be really good for me. Or 
I'm really trying to do everything I can for my anxiety. So this one would be really good for me. But I'm happy to share what I take as long as you understand the reasons that I take it. All right. So again, this is one of many things covered in Nutrition Fundamentals. If you were to purchase that course today, you would hear a lesson very similar to this on magnesium, but we also talk about the big picture of nutrition. We talk about hormones and how nutrition impacts our hormones generally and specifically. We talk in detail about carbohydrates, about dietary fats, about protein, and then we dive into um, different micronutrients, vitamin D, omega, probiotics, etc. So I will link up Nutrition Fundamentals in the show notes, or you can just go to primalpotential.com, look for the work with me button in the upper right-hand side, and uh, the show notes are going to be over at primalpotential.com forward slash 750. Everybody have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.